What up, though, everybody? You are now in Black Talk, where we try to get our act together and find strength and unity in the circle of life and friendship. I am Billy. <laughs> yeah, he said he was Timbo, and I am Ray. It is dope to see you guys. Um, Cool to be back, man. How y'all been? <laughs> well, life is life. What's up? Hey, man, I feel that. I feel that. Well, what you mean, Timbo? Life is life. What's going on over there? Uh, <laughs> a lot, but uh, mostly some art from okay. Over there. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but yeah, just balancing that and the other things that I do along with, I'm working full time now. And as y'all know, I'm dating. So it's it's just like, it's a lot. There we go. There we go. And Billy, it's nice to see you, man. I'm feeling a hoodie. Thanks, man. It's funny you said that this was a gift. I guess we'll talk about that later. But yeah, this was a gift. This is funny how it kind of works out today. Um, I'm a little concerned because I went to Starbucks today and I ordered, they have like this brown sugar oat milk coffee with and also a chocolate almond milk coffee. So I asked the lady to mix them so I could try to separate or try the two flavors together. And I said decaf. I think somewhere when she was mixing, she forgot. Because I had two sips, two or three sips, and I am kind of wired. So, <laughs> I, this is why I don't really order caffeinated drinks. Right. Because it's, I think I'm too sensitive. So, we're going to see how this goes, man. Other right, than that, I'm good. How are you? Hey, man, I feel that, man. We on high energy today. I like it. Yes, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, good. man, I'm good. I can't complain at all, man. It's just nice to be back um, and kind of talking to you guys and all. Um, yeah, just excited to get into the episode and see kind of, you know, what we can come about. We got some good stuff to talk to, some interesting albums, and, um, you know, we're into this book as well. So let's just jump off. Um, let's start with the album. Timbo, you want to um, start us off there? Yes. Uh, this episode, we listened to uh, Deacon by Serpent with Feet. And, yeah, so let's get into it. What did y'all think? Caught me off guard. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Same. But it's yeah. a good album. It may not be one that I'm visiting. I just don't, the things that the content doesn't resonate with me per se. Again, I had no idea what I myself into. But the songs are well written, I guess, like all music should be. Um, pretty strong imagery sometimes. Uh, it, the album gets the point across. And it's just a good album, man. Even if I, if it's not my bag, I still think it's. I still think it's a good album. I feel okay. that. I see. I, I kind of agree with you there. I felt like it was um a style of music that I like, but from a perspective that I was unfamiliar with. Yeah. But you know, I still appreciated that. You know, because that voice is still there. And I, I like that, you know, because it's like certain stuff. Like I don't necessarily listen to Meg's last album just because the content isn't necessarily something that I like. But I appreciate her being able to go out there um, and making that music for, you know, the people who um, are going to gravitate towards. And that's exactly how I felt with this. It's like the story. Like you said, the stories were there. The music was good and the content was there. It was awesome. It wasn't necessarily for me. But it was um it was awesome just to that he put it out there and um it was a really good piece of work I thought what do you think Timbo? Yes, I was caught off guard like everybody just said and what they have very easily talked around. But I mean, hey, 
it's a thing. It was a LGBT album. Uh, it was written from a gay man's perspective. It was a love story, uh, several love stories actually. Um, but I yeah. agree with you guys. Uh, with for, I just liked the sonics. I actually did. It was very. It gave me an experience, and that's what albums should be. They should be an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should take somebody to a different world, and that's what I aim to do eventually with my music. That's a side note. But uh, yeah, so uh, I actually listened to some more of the songs today, just so I could kind of familiarize myself again with the content before we talked about it. And uh, still, uh, I would be listening to him in the future because I want to hear what else he has to say, and you know the, how you know how how everything will sound. He some of it was jarring, some of it was kind of comical. It was just he, he it was very unique, very unique. And that's what I appreciated the most about this album. And uh, it was awesome because those stories need to be told too. Uh, the you know, just because someone doesn't love the way you love, that doesn't mean that their voice is invalid, their life is invalid. So yeah, I was grateful for this experience. What's up? I a hundred percent agree. Like all of those sentiments. Uh, you remember old and fine? That was one that was a little jarring, but I think one that kind of opened the doors towards later towards the album, but one kind of opened my perspective just how good of a song it was. And like you said, the story is from the other perspective. It's still a voice, it's still a very active mm-hmm. thing. And it was interesting to be in this world and to be in the mind of someone who just happens to like something different than me, but there's still the same emotions. There's still the same connectivity or the same need and want for love and then that exchange right. between I thought that that's why I think it's a pretty good album. Yeah, I agree, man. It was just an overall just great story. It reminded me actually now that we're speaking of it, there was a book called um The Song of Achilles. Right. Um which was um when I started reading, I didn't realize that it was about a um a gay love story. Um, but when you get into it and you start to listen to it and you fall in love with these characters and the story is just a great story. And that's kind of how I felt with this album too. It's just like, it's just a great, you know, just a great album. So, and I think it's cool because it's something, even though this was an album that we kind of picked that we would, that we wanted to listen to, it's kind of cool that it was something that we all were kind of caught off guard with and, um, all kind of appreciate too. For sure. Speaking of caught off guard, I, I, I love when I heard Nail's voice. That was yeah. A great yeah, definitely. That's the song that I kind of liked the most. I think that mm-hmm. was, and that dude was singing, man. He could sing. He was doing some uh, some fancy runs in there, man. Right. Of course, singing is more than that, but it was entertaining for sure. Oh yeah, and I do want to say I was impressed with Serpent with feet. His voice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's not. It's not like you know, you know, because sometimes you have those, the you know, singers, and it's very types you know some do a little bit some do a lot and so but yeah. I, I liked his voice i appreciated it yeah same here all right well good stuff so from there um we can move on to our album selection um this week we are choosing from something that we kind of want to listen to or you know something that we kind of have our ear to um you guys got something picked out mm-hmm. i do What you got? Sia. Her last album is called Music. Okay. What you got, Tumbo? 
uh, Art Chic Dealer Four. This is Miguel. When when this come out? I it's sometime this year. I was late on it too. I just found out about it today. Yeah, I ain't even know. So that that a, I ain't know. Yeah, he has something. It's an EP. It's only four songs. So, can you say that title one more time? Art Chic Dealer Four. Okay. All right. Or it's and... either Art Chic Dealer or Art Dealer Chic. Don't quote me, but just put it in. There. <laughs> okay. And um, I have The Bitter Truth by Evanescence. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I know you're an Evanescence fan. I know. Did y'all know that Victoria Monet came out? No. Yeah, she's she's talked about it quite a bit. She's by, yeah. Well, I just I really just got put on from the Jaguar. I can't stop listening to Jaguar. So it just made me do a deep dive and try to figure out uh, if I can learn a <laughs> song right or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no offended. And then I just <laughs> the interview and um I just wanted to see what I could find about her, how she was, how she wrote, how she approaches music. And I found the um her interview where she talks about it. It's like, oh that's interesting. I still let it out. I don't care. I love right. that album. <laughs> I really, really like that album. I should stop using love so loosely. Hey, there you go. You said "Bitter Truth" by who again? Evanescence. Evanescence. Yes, sir. Bring me to life. Okay. Thanks, my <laughs> Okay. All right. So um, I believe that what is my go to take one away? Yes. So um, I will remove Sia. I knew you was gonna remove Sia, man. I know. <laughs> I feel I, I, I like Sia too. I feel kind of bad, but not really. Hmm. Hmm. You said the Miguel joint was an EP, Tim? Yeah, it's only four songs, too. Mm-hmm. When was it released? It was released this year. And when was uh, the Evanescence joint released? What year? This year as well. How many songs on the Evanescence joint? It's a full, it's a full album. I can't remember how many, but it was just something because I didn't even realize that they, um, that they had something else, and I hadn't heard them since like high school. I remember really liking, you know, some of the old stuff. All right, man. My gut is telling me to go with Evanescence, so we will listen to Evanescence. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is twelve songs on there. All right, cool. The bitter truth. The bitter truth. Uh, Evanescence. Okay. That's good. Cool. All right. So from there, we are jumping into the book that we are currently reading. We are on chapter six of Love Languages by Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. The Doctor. Um, And this chapter was entitled, um, it was Receiving Gifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. You know, we're chugging along. This is, I believe, our third language that we're kind of breaking down and we're starting to kind of get into what each language means and different ways to um, show your partner um, if they speak that love language, how to kind of best show that you love them and speak into a language um, like theirs. Um, So what did you guys think? Um, You know. Well, it says... Not everybody uh, at once, no. (laughs) No. I was just, you know, skimming through. It says, the author describes a gift as a physical emblem that one looks at from time to time that inspires you to remember and truly think about someone that you care for. That's just a note from somebody online. But, uh, yeah. 
and <laughs> I was thinking about how many gifts I keep buying for my girlfriend. Hey, there we go. That's what I was thinking about. And just, you know, I didn't even know that maybe it's, it, I've also learned through this whole process that I operate in more love languages than I thought I did. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, the test revealed a couple, but I've developed even more. So, uh, yeah, and just the history of people giving gifts and like how it's been done since the beginning of time. And it's just, to me, that speaks to how intrinsic that is. It's like, it's just something in us that makes us do that. Right, right. Yes. And that um, I thought was interesting too when he kind of started speaking about how culturally from different cultures, it was always something that would reoccur um, no matter where he was kind of um, looking into. So I thought that that was kind of cool. So maybe there is something to, you know, that kind of gift giving. And I also found it interesting because personally, it's not um, a, a love language that I necessarily associate with. And to my knowledge, I don't believe that it's my partner's um, at least primary love language either. So it was um, it was a little interesting reading this chapter um, because it's not something that I could necessarily um, outwardly relate to. I mean, yes, I appreciate the gifts and I definitely love to give um, gifts, but um, maybe not, like I said, as my primary language. So it, it was just really cool kind of just looking at it. I think the most um, influential thing I took from it was just that if receiving gifts is your primary language it doesn't necessarily have to always be like a designer gift or something like that sometimes it's just the thought of you know finding a people say that all the time from a walk or you know just simple thing yeah exactly you know so i thought that that was really cool and um he even gave an example back with on with parents right when they appreciate their kids bringing in like flowers from outside and i remembered on oh, my mom actually having that very same thought um when i bought her like dandelions in when i was a child and i was like oh i got you flowers little did i know like it's a weed from outside you know but that was something that very was healthy for her and something that she remembered too so um i, I kind of it was interesting seeing the importance of receiving gifts um in certain circles um, yeah, but it was just an interesting chapter, um, all in all, just um, more and informative for myself. Um, what do you think, Billy? Uh, I really enjoyed the chapter, I guess, as, I, as I've enjoyed all these other chapters. I, I used to be concerned that giving gifts was about feeding the ego and not about, um, I guess, caring for a person. I guess I didn't think that I like gifts, but I do. Even though I can do without, if you don't buy me gifts, I'm not going to hold it against you. But if you do buy me gifts, I mean, you, you, you're worth just as much to me as if you brought me something as if you didn't. But mm-hmm. this hoodie is the first time I'm wearing this hoodie. This hoodie was a gift. I love the fact that it was a gift. Uh, I kind of don't want to wear it because I don't want it to be get messed up. Um, it's just the fact that somebody, like, hey, you want to get something? I'll get you something. Here you go. Because mm-hmm. you like it, you can have it. There's this, my pastor and his wife, they went to Cozumel, or I guess they did a tour or whatever. They, man, they went some places and they brought back some drumstick from the Hard Rock Cafe in Cozumel. So they're like this, this uh, black and kind of uh, flame stri- stri- paint job on them. And it's just so cool that for one, y'all thought about me when y'all were out there. Simple, just a simple thought. Let's get her some drumsticks, whether you play with them or not. I'm not going to play with them. They're still in the plastic and they are mm-hmm. stuck to my wall. 
because I really, I just, it's just I noticed awesome. them. Last time I was over there, I noticed them. You know, and that, I think also, it's a souvenir from a place I've never been. I might not be able to go. That was sealed from the air and warmth of Cozumel. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that name. But it is, man. And that's, mm-hmm. I got a piece of that place with me. I wouldn't have been able to have had they not gone somewhere and thought about me enough to buy something to bring it back to me. A souvenir. I think that's amazing. Um, I guess before, for me, um, gifts or things or just buying things was about filling a void. So I, I think I just kept that in my mind concerning other people too. And I just didn't want to feed my ego. I didn't want people to buy me gifts because um, it's not going to make me a better person. Of course, there are things that can help you, help your life easier, make your life easier, or just something that's nice to have. But it's also nice for you to keep that money in your pocket, save it, put it in an investment, make it grow for you. Don't waste it on me trying to find a way to feel better about myself with some item. Everything Sometimes we feel like the things on the outside are what fix our problems, but no, it's just internal. You know what I mean? So I had that relationship with gifts, and I didn't realize how many of the gifts I do like and how many of the gifts really mean. Like that Earth, Wind, and Fire album, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that album. <laughs> Super dope. I really, and I enjoy, it, I enjoy it for, and I don't buy um, collection albums like best of or number ones or whatever because you're on my radio. But Earth Wind Fire is a different case. Their music was good. It's not just about singles. They had great music. Mm-hmm. But I found a new song from that album that I was able that that brought me through a bad day at work because the guy who was doing like a live performance was singing. I was having a rough little you know little patch, and I connected with that song because somebody bought me the album as a gift. That's dope. You know that is, that is dope, man. Through life, man, that's just amazing. And I guess the more gifts you buy, the more um, you open people up to these experiences that they mm-hmm. tie directly to the relationship from mm-hmm. the giver. And I mm-hmm. think that's awesome. I thought I didn't. I like giving gifts. If I know it's not for you, it's not just about you just getting something. A lot of us just want something. We just, if it was from a person that you love, a person a stranger up the street, you'd be like, oh yeah, I take it. Because you want something. That doesn't mean you want a, a token of love. You just want something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like that line gets blurred to me. So I'm a little apprehensive when it comes to, to gifts. But mm-hmm. I am learning uh, how much of a difference it does make. They don't always have to be expensive. And I think sometimes people just want gifts regularly to see that you care enough or you're still thinking about them. It's not so much about the gift as it is the act. Mm-hmm. And I just misconstrued a lot of times. I'm still a gift giver. I like to give gifts, but that, that was just lying to me. I'll go somewhere, and if I think it's really cool and this scarf or nice in this jacket, I'm going to get it. Because I think it's cool. I think you should have it. I want you to be able to put yourself together. Have fun putting on an outfit or have fun doing this. Have fun. I just want your life to be better because I'm in it or more, more fun because I'm in it. I feel like relationships... Uh, should be like a, a thing of refuge, which is like probably um, not possible because relationships mm-hmm. don't all that way. They can be, but mm-hmm. relationships are bigger than that. Um, but I just want to make you have, I want to add to the fun of living because living is hard. You know? I felt that. A simple makes all the difference. For a person, 
for me, I'd be like, I'd be the same whether you give me a gift or not. Or I'm going to treat you the same whether you give me a gift or not. Right. Uh, it's, it talks on a lot of points, man. A lot. But, um, yeah, I, 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 it better bridge that gap for me. It's just a bunch of gaps where I understand things in part. Uh, basically, just because I spend so much time, I think, to myself and not sharing those experiences with people. As with the reference or with the emotional connection. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where it comes from. I learned a lot from the chapter. Yeah, yeah, man. This book overall has been very informative. Um, like you said, just on um, bridging the gap, right, and those connections, and because you interact with people, um, you know, so often, and you can talk to these people their whole life, and then you can read a chapter and be like, oh, certain such and love languages are shown like this, and you look at the next person, like, oh, that's because you you speak this language, so you appreciate these things, and you kind of see things like this, and so maybe you think about, and it's like you will have a completely different understanding of it, and it's really cool to have that so far um, in this chapter, and we're only on the third one, so it'll yep. be it'll be kind of cool just to um go forward and see. Um, do you guys know which one the next one is for chapter seven? What language it is? Remember, I can't remember either. Let's see, it'll be seven, chapter seven. So. Yeah. That'll be <laughs> dude. The thing with um with Doug and his wife kind of messed me up. The dude that kept playing baseball, softball, and she was like, yeah. Oh, acts of service. Sorry. Acts mm-hmm. of service. Okay, that'll be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Don't be able to your point, Billy. That was interesting though, because he was like legit, like, wait, I, I did everything right. And I'm still wrong. And that kind of harkens back because there are times, at least in my relationship, where I kind of feel like, well, I think I did that situation pretty right. Yet I still, you know, things didn't necessarily go right. So and it's just interesting, just the the love languages. You know, sometimes they get crossed. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, even your best intentions, sometimes, you know, it it happens, you know. It's just understanding intent of your, your person and understanding where they're coming from and knowing that it's all from love so you can kind of get past those things. As, you know, the our, the couple did eventually, thanks to Dr. <laughs> Chapman, anyway. <laughs> Doctor. I'm sorry. Two events for 15 years. They were really big events, though. I don't see why my man didn't stay in, in the hospital. I don't know why he left. You could have stayed in the hospital. <laughs> He was excited, man. He said he came back to the hospital, though. He, when I came back that night, like, man, wait, you left? I feel you. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't have left, right? So this had to be before. I guess for those listening and um, um, those watching as well who maybe who haven't read the book, there was um, a point where there was a man who had a baby or well, his wife had the baby and he was excited and in his excitement after the baby he went to the softball team and kind of um in his words to show them the pictures um because he was just so excited and happy and when he came back um was surprised that his wife was upset um about it so and it was just um just for a little context there about what we're talking mm-hmm. about um, we appreciate that but uh, uh <laughs> ray <laughs> i was talking about because like, it's, it's it's very eye-opening because there were some things that there was a, even though she he should have been there for her she also needed to speak up to to him he was the type of person where he couldn't read her mind they just like you said got the signals close he thought he was doing the right thing it just wasn't enough mm-hmm. and he didn't That's, know and, it's so interesting. Still, and now you're like 
he loves softball more than me. That's it for 15 right. years. For 15 years to hold on to that memory of like that, that can't be healthy, right? But he for did something, leave. I mean, he did, but it's, did he leave because he loved softball more? You know, I don't. <laughs> I mean, he left because it sounded like because he was a stupid man, honestly. Like, but I don't know if it was necessarily a lack of love. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it shaped her her view or their Mm -hmm. view of love relationship so much, and that was something that I I guess they hadn't talked about, but they had to have counseling about. And he had the purest of intentions, the purest. And even the other um, example, right? Because he was like, well, I'm sure she didn't tell you that the week before I was off of work that whole week and I was over there and doing X, Y, and Z. But, and and that was interesting, right? Because this point, the point that um, Dr. Chapman was making is that um, with giving and receiving gifts, time and in presence is also very important. You know, you have to give your presence too, especially in times of need if your partner um, is speaking the language of um, receiving gifts. So that was kind of what Preach. that was. Is this even if you did all of this stuff before, during her time of need, you weren't necessarily there, and that's kind of what she holds on to, or what she held on to. That's and the worst time to be absent-minded, too. I know, but he didn't even feel like he was absent-minded, know, right? Because he was I there, know. and he that's said the problem, well, there was nothing though. else I felt like I could have done. Like, oh man, that's gotta suck, right? Because you like he exhausted all of his options. He's like, no, I did everything. There's nothing else I can fathom to do. And she's like, what do you mean? Oh, there's <laughs> there's something else. You yeah. <laughs> and so. he just didn't know. I'm the kind of person. A lot of like trouble spots. I like to handle myself probably mm-hmm. by default. You know what I mean? So if some passed away like i'm kind of the person like leave me alone don't talk to me not don't talk to me but let me have my i need my alone time when somebody may need no i need somebody here so right. for me i just have like a fundamental difference or just a difference a difference for people a lot of people need somebody there for their rough times or through the rough times especially uh when you hold that position for me i'm kind of like well i understand you got a life uh like the lady who said that you can only get you can only get two hours off your job. She's like, no, my husband needs me. I'm taking a whole day. Right. I'm like, I'll be okay. I'll see you when you get off of work. Keep your job. It, you know, yeah. I'm that kind of person. And that's how I would have been, too. I feel that. <laughs> we can talk when you get off. Right. I'm like, I, I will be fine. I can get myself through it. Not, not everybody is like <laughs> I got that. it. <laughs> Especially talking about losing jobs. Man. You want to be you also want me to pay these bills, so which way you want me to choose? Right now? <laughs> hey, I'm over it. You, see, you also want me to pay these bills, so it's the truth, though. <laughs> but I'm thankful for at least having to ask myself the questions and being having a better look into another person's perspective and being able to understand the value of these things, even mm-hmm. though they don't necessarily, they aren't as necessarily as valuable to me. They could be, but they are. I can see why they're valuable for somebody else. So it's definitely helped me a lot to say the least. Yes. I feel that. All right. So it'll be cool to um, go into chapter seven and kind of go from there. Cool. cool. Uh, so our next segment, I believe, is going to be our betterment section, right? For your betterment. I believe that um, Timbo has something kind of cool um, over there. What you got for us? Okay. Well, um, I've been taking 
Lion's Mane and Arodiola, uh, just as an overall wellness supplement. Uh, there are different ways you can get it, I'm sure. Uh, you said Lion's just, Mane and what? Uh, Rhodiola is R H O D I O L A. So yeah, I, I that was the correct spelling because I thought it was something totally different before. But um, it's it, so far I've been doing it for how many days? I've been probably for about six or seven. The way I take it is kind of potent, so I kind of space it out somewhat. Uh, but I did. I have noticed a difference. There are uh, have been days where definitely it's easier to handle my stress. I've definitely. So is it for energy or what is it? Exactly it's for a bunch for? of things. Like a it's vitamin for, or. It's 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 for uh it's for energy it's for stress uh, relief uh it's, it has antioxidant uh, abilities uh I'm you know a type two diabetic so it also helps with that uh and it can uh, prevent heart disease and cancer so they've done <laughs> tests with uh I believe animals some mice and but also with uh with you know humans and so but yeah I, I've been just noticing a difference and a little bit more pep in my step. Not feeling as stressed, not feeling uh, as over my day as I usually get. Like I was at work and I was I was really be able to just and I'm was learning to do that before, but it's easier with this. It's just to, like stay in the space where I'm not bothered by anything. Not saying I don't get stressed out, I do, but it's just I'm going to continue taking it because I'm just liking it. and then, you know, like I said, it helps with circulation. So I've just been really appreciating what it's been able to do. I'm, it's going to be something I'm probably going to continue. I think I've also, no, I'm talking about continue for like the rest of my life because I was I think it also uh, prevents against like Alzheimer's because it helps with brain function. So yeah, it's really lit for me. Okay. Ah, that's what's hot. <clears throat> that sounds really cool. It was something um, as I get older, I wanted to start thinking about um, like a multivitamin. I don't know, man. You start thinking about stuff like that, and I start to feel you know a little dated. Looked in the mirror one day, I was swirling my hair, and I'm getting a little thin up top. I'm like, man, what's going on, man? It's, so it's yeah. Know. So I mean, it's preventing. It's making this is thirty easier. That's what it's doing so far. <laughs> cool. Oh man, well, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Did you have anything um in that betterment section? Oh, um, Billy. Yeah, really... something that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you saying? What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just saying I didn't really have too too much um in the betterment section other than um. You know, this past um actually a week ago now I got my little second dose um on a vaccine so just you know just a little shout out for everybody if you can if you want to definitely go out there get vaxxed up so we can all go out and kind of just continue to you know live life if that's what you choose to do and if not then you know then don't but you know if you want to definitely go out there and um other than that man just on some betterment stuff just remember to take time for yourself man life is so hard out here man even if it's only like the little 10 minutes when you get in you got to go like to the bathroom just to kind of just take a moment and de-stress before you actually have to go you know make that dinner or go help the kids with homework or go you know just time for self you know Mm -hmm. we, we do so much running around you know just remember to take time for you it's important yeah but um what's up billy what you got I want to say, share two things about this COVID thing, right? The two people who have had either one dose or both dose mm-hmm. of their vaccine. One person had paperwork 
Nope. I was about to set you up. That's a lie. That um that got fixed. Another one said that they told her the vaccine is not for preventing the virus, just so that you don't get it as bad. Have you heard anything like that? Um, and, and to my um knowledge from what I've been told is that is not a hundred percent effective for preventing you from getting the virus. Um, that you can still get it. It is less likely that you will get it. Um, depending on what strand it is, because you know we got different variants out there now. But right. it is a hundred percent likely that you will be less sick if you were to get it. Gotcha. So, at least from what I've been told. Okay. What I was thinking. So one to the news. Uh, I want to be a better songwriter. I am putting in more work to be a better songwriter and come across this uh useful tool that I'm going to start using and see how much it works. It's already working a little bit. Guy on YouTube, uh, holistic songwriter, and this is the worksheet. Can you see this? Yeah, I can. Can you read it? Yes. Uh, I can't it's read everything under progression. <laughs> so you got oh, there your we go. Yeah. Chorus here, and then we got how your uh, unique verse ideas feed into your hook, and this is just where you keep um, track of your concepts, lines that come in. Uh, as soon as you, as soon as you get them, and just ideas that you think can blossom into better lines, and then make sure that your song keeps a forward motion, so that your, uh, the song up for going. And uh, I think that it's a little tool, and I'm going to use it and see how much it works out. Um, again, it's uh, holistic songwriting. It's called a lyric canvas. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. more you know. that's cool. How long have you been using it? Uh. 24 hours. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. 24 hours. Right, cool. so we'll, we'll check back in and um, see how it's going, but that's really cool. It seemed like something like that um, would kind of help you, you know, just um, have a flow. Um, just like a little, just a worksheet almost. You know, just like, okay, let me just kind of stay on task and kind of go from there. So, um, that's what it's yeah. about. Proven flow. Flow and efficiency. And um, yeah, that's just what I'm working on. So you're going to see, like you said, see the work. I think it's already helping me. At least, even if I'm not writing, and the squares, I'm thinking about what the squares represent. Exactly. And then I'm kind of squaring off and strengthening off, you know, my lines and my verses and making sure they have, they give a unique meaning to the chorus when the chorus comes around. I think that the, the, the meanings build, you know, which right. is something else that I got from another songwriting book. So it seems to be pretty consistent. So hopefully it helps somebody. Nice, nice. I'm interested to see um, kind of what comes from it. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. from there... Um, if we don't have anything left on a betterment section, um, we can definitely jump into some of these questions. Um, yeah. I know that we should have a nice, um, better full hat of questions. <laughs> betterment <laughs> questions, like that. <no. laughs> All right. Um, let's see what we got. Put this thing down. That's gonna fall. It fell. So. What is something that, what is that really annoys you but doesn't bother most people? Um, something that annoys me that doesn't bother me. Man, okay. For me personally, it's probably the lack of a plan. I'm a real 
what is it a type uh, a when it comes to that kind of stuff so i like to have like little plans and sometimes you got to be go with the flow and you just don't traffic. have a plan and not in traffic We've had this conversation before specifically in traffic and like yo i don't like not knowing where i'm going and where i'm supposed to make a turn that- i need to know ahead of time <laughs> You can't go with the flow right now. I got like seventeen thousand cars behind me. I need to know if I'm coming here or two hundred feet in front of me. I need nah, to know. Right. True that. But I'm like that with just about everything. I'm like, oh well, if we can make a plan, let's plan for it. So, cause why not? You know, cause then we if this happened, then we got a contingency for it. And I get it. That's. So that that is something that it don't bother a lot of people. Sometimes I know my wife just look at me like, look. Dude, <laughs> but there's no plan, <laughs> right? Like it ain't happening. Or if I come and ask her, like, like two weeks before we do something, like, oh, so what are you thinking about? You know, you know, three weeks from now, she'll be like, wait, <laughs> like, can we got to do this now? Like, you know, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> but you see, like, all the results, all the failures from people who don't do it now. See, it's practical with like big stuff, right? Like if we're like going on vacation and like we're trying to pick hotels and itineraries and stuff, then then my planning is awesome, right? But if it's just like what we want to do for the weekend, it's like, do we really have to plan that now? Like, do we have to figure out what time we're gonna be at the museum if the museum is open all day? You know, yeah. to me, I kind of want to know when we're gonna go to the museum, but I also understand that that's something that is me, not necessarily everybody. It needs to be more people because y'all probably some people probably take that same uh, mentality with the mall. Like, yeah, it don't matter what time we get to the mall, and then want to come like two minutes before I close my doors. <laughs> oh yeah, those probably your favorites, right? No, no, I'm not having that. Plan your time out, please. Oh man, that's him. That's Billy. <laughs> Man, uh, Timbo, what you got, man? I'm, I'm not sure. I know it's annoying me, but I'm pretty sure they annoy other people, too. Okay. People so, being on speakerphone, having a conversation oh, on speakerphone. Uh, in yeah. I don't ever say nothing to the person, but I think it's so ghetto. I think it's so, like, classless. That's just me. People going to come from my head. <laughs> in the comments. But it's just like. I feel you, though. I, I mean, agree with you on that one. To take it a step further, I don't like when people do music like that. If you in a public space like the yep, mall, same thing, same thing. I hate it. You got like Sada Baby at a hundred and one on your phone volume, like yo. So <laughs> no it's a dope song. It's a dope song. Baby. Just play it in your headphones, bro. Like right, they don't have them sometimes. What's going on? Or you got a Bluetooth speaker that you you you, you invested in a Bluetooth speaker, right? Get- That's crazy. They be doing it on the corner, like come on now. Man, but but if People I play to- it in my earphones, how is everybody gonna hear it? Uh, I mean, you're right. Cause I'm Basically, thinking- that's how they think. That's not fair, right? That's exactly <laughs> how they feel. <laughs> Oh, man, no, I feel you, man. I don't know if that's an age thing because I'm to the point now where I don't even like listen to my music super, super loud when I'm like driving. Like, I remember at one point my music used to always be on whatever the highest was, but now it's not so much, you know. Yeah. Actually, now it's cool because when I slow my car down, the music turned down by itself, and when I speed up, it turned up. There's something in the car, so, mm-hmm. like it's the little things, man. 
I'm like, oh, that's kind of dope. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. Hey, man. I'm trying to be like me when I grow up. <laughs> um, man, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. A bunch of things annoy me. <laughs> I, I try to just be chill about it and say, okay, it's not personal. Because most of the stuff happens at work. And just let it go. I don't know what annoys me that, that doesn't bother other people. See, Maybe for you I, at work, it's probably what, like, people coming in with the mask or not on. or I don't know. Do y'all have that happen? No, that looks at it all. That's funny. The annoys me is people's entitlement when they come into the mall. That's really annoying because it, it almost comes off of like a perfume in itself. That's mm-hmm. not, it's not fair for me to just label it entitlement. I think it's entitlement. It's just little ways or just the arrogance. Like, you're not talking to a person on the other end. I'm just a thing mm-hmm. you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, that rubbed me the wrong way, too. I hate when people, you know. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> you said it come off like a perfume. That's true, though. You can you can almost see it, man. Like, oh, here we go. You can. I hate. Sometimes you can just see it. on. You can just see something on people. You, you know when it's always oh, about to be something when you come in here. Mm-hmm. I, and then it is most of the time, not all the time. But yeah, man, little things. I think smacking is probably one of them. And people smack when they eat. Yeah, see, that's something that people probably don't realize that they do. Nope, they don't. My okay. uncle got it bad. My uncle got it so bad that I can't be annoyed by it because my dad is so annoyed by it. <laughs> and I just be laughing at them. He's like, "Come on, man, we that." <laughs> He just do that when we was kids. And he'd be smacking on my dad's food because it's so good. And he's like, come on, man. Why you got to be so loud? Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> I, I love it, man. Yeah, man. I guess that's what it's so stuff that annoyed me. I try not to let it get to me, though. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. That's it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, folks, please tell us what annoys you that uh, may or may not annoy a bunch of other people. Ray, where can they do that at? You can find us at the Blacktop Asylum at gmail.com. Yes. Or Blacktop Asylum, one word on Instagram. Or on Facebook at Billy, where we at on on the book? It should be the same thing. Okay, cool. Blacktop Asylum. I think it's three words there. Uh no, I think it's Blacktop it Asylum. I mean, whether it's two words or one, I, I assume we're the only ones with such a name. There we go. So <laughs> connect with us there. Yes. And uh-huh. um, we look forward to connecting with you guys back. Yes. If you like the show, please let us know. Like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, the black top is now closed. Peace. Peace. <laughs>